You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. October almost over, but Midco SN's live coverage of UND Athletics is just getting started. Tune in for live football, hockey, basketball, and more all season long. Plus, don't miss new episodes of North Dakota Hockey Central on Friday nights and new episodes of Day by Day, our webcast about UND football, dropping weekly on Fridays. It's all on Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 13 of the Build Shaves Podcast, taping this on a Monday morning, October 29th. UND Athletics Director Bill Shaves, producer David Polsky. I'm Alex Heinert. A glorious Monday morning because, Bill, we're World Series champs today. I'll much talk about that coming up later in the program, but a good place to start, maybe. Congratulations well, on a big weekend. Right back at you. So, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a great night last night if you're a Red Sox fan and uh, certainly uh, – you know, my first 37 years in life, uh, we were 0 for 37. So uh, <laughs> it was very consistent, but now 4 for the last 15. So that's pretty darn good. Not a bad way. Not a bad way to surge here through the middle the middle course. Of so we'll knock that out on the B side. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. A lot of things to get to, of course, on the A side, most of which involving around a massive game, experience, trip, etc. to Las Vegas this weekend. Unbelievable couple days, I think, if you're a UND person that made that trip to see North Dakota play Minnesota. It just it, the experience was incredible. Bill. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, first and foremost, just a uh, a shout out to uh, to Jody Hodgson and, and the REA and mm-hmm. you know I, and Chris McGarry and Sean and and everyone and, and to see Betty there that night was just tremendous as well. I mean, I, so so putting all those pieces together, I I think it's just uh, a tremendous uh, effort and a whole lot of work went into that right. one. And I'll tell you what, so uh, and and again, I think you know the difference between two years ago and then potentially what might be coming down the pike is a a plug and play versus having to recreate an entire rink if you will Mm -hmm. and that is just it was a challenge and you know there were some a little bit of challenges during the 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 game itself but the the reality of it is it is what it is i mean you kind of come in and you hope that things are going to go but Mm -hmm. i think for the for the most part it just was uh incredibly well done and no stone unturned so congratulations to all involved yeah we'll talk more about those challenges just in a little bit because i think people will be curious to hear more about the details of the glass and some of yeah, that type of thing. yeah but first off i mean your experience there was is a is a busy weekend of meeting with alumni and having so many people come from all over the country i think what was the final count 45 states five countries five provinces i mean just a an unbelievable gathering really of people all with UND ties, all coming to watch this game and just to celebrate North Dakota for a couple days in the desert. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, chatting between periods and the reality of it is you really can't believe it until you see it. Yeah. And, you know, how many it, truly go go through all sports, how many uh, fan bases could do that? Not probably many, yeah. I'll be honest with you. And so uh, uh, kudos to our fans who just came from everywhere literally and so uh, uh it was awesome and again i thought i thought all of the ancillary events surrounding the actual game itself were, were tremendous and you know you're right i mean uh, you know there were so many alums there and the, the ability to connect with folks and meet for me meet people. yeah for sure i mean truly mm-hmm. i mean so so again uh the, you know reconnect with some folks but really literally meet people so uh it was uh, obviously well uh well attended well worth it and just again kudos to everyone and 
of course, you know, if you're going to play a game, it, it's always nice to be on the top, <laughs> be on the front end. Nice of it, to win. Right? Yeah, might as well I mean, win against well your arch rival. Yeah. yeah, and so there's that. And so uh, I thought the team played, you know, exceedingly well. I, I was, you know, perplexed a little bit on on the five on three. I, I mean, you probably saw it better. I mean, maybe replay wise, I, I couldn't. We were tell. we were perplexed as well. That would be a right. Yeah, right I, I, I just the, couldn't tell. The hit, the hit from behind is one thing. I mean, that's, like, that's one thing. That stuff you're trying to you're Got trying it. to clean up the game and keep people safe. And so even though it was probably, totally get it. you know, you, you can see that. You can see where they're coming from. Um, we actually just got done speaking with Bradbury this morning. He he still isn't sure what they saw for the too many men penalty that gave Minnesota the five on three. That's that's the but tricky that's, one. You know, so, but again, the fact that they gave up one goal on the five on yep. three, obviously went to a five on four, but you still had four and a half minutes to kill off in the major penalty. And they did that expertly. Like that's, we saw that five minute issue creep in the last series against Minnesota State and UND didn't do a great job of dealing with the five on three and Minnesota State scored and gained a lot of momentum off that. In this in this case, you know, North Dakota, I think, got momentum from killing off that five minute. In a major. weird way. Yeah. And in a in a weird which, way. Which which you see a lot. If you can get through it, usually it, it works in your favor and that was the case this weekend. Well and the funny part is it really didn't start out that way because if they scored they scored in the first thirty seconds, right? Exactly. And, yep. and so all of a sudden you're like, like holy oh. cow, they're they, you know, they may pile on for sure you know, two or three goals, but, you know, we did a great job on the, on the kill. And, and so that, that helped. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, weathered that storm and then continued. It was just, you're kind of waiting for that first goal yeah. and, and then sort of the floodgates opened a little bit at that point. I wouldn't say the complete floodgates, but, <laughs> but enough. The, the emotions spilled over. I think in the arena, if you talk about the floodgates opening up, when Colton Pullman's goal goes Ooh, in, it's high at it Wasn't that impressive? The, yeah. And, and the crowd had been on their feet pretty much the whole game anyway. Like it, Right, because it was a great game. It was a great game. I mean, it, it, not to get to the B-side like in English Premier uh, parlance, but the reality of it is a 0-0 game can be very entertaining, it, it, depending mm -hmm. on the kind of the game, the emotion of the crowd. And you could tell the crowd was just ready to yeah. explode, and it was just awesome. After Colton scored, it just that place, the, the roof came off. Yeah, there's so much drama built up, and then the anticipation of that first goal, and then we get it, and it just, it just sort of built from there. And yep. there was, you know, it was tight and close throughout, but... North Dakota took advantage of a power play in the third, another goal from Colton Pullman, and then they just saw the game out. It was a really impressive display of being able to lock down a very good offensive team that needed a goal to extend the game, and UND just didn't let them do that. It, That's right. And, uh, yeah, a ton of credit for, to this North Dakota team. Just really, really impressive to see what they've done now, back-to-back -back games, to beat top seven opponents. And, you know, North, uh, it, just, it feels like that Bemidji series and the, Man the Manitoba game, some of the concerns, those just seem like so long ago now. But it's funny how that's how, like, the, 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 the rhythm of a year goes. And yeah. so you just have to, you know, continue to try to get better. And I think this team has a chance to continue to get better each and every week. Now, having said that, we've got a pretty good outfit coming in this weekend as well. Yeah, it doesn't get any easier, no, does it? Wisconsin's no. ranked now in the top 15, and yep. they've got a sweep of Boston College on their resume this year. And coming off a split against a good Michigan Tech team, it's they will pose – you know, just like any of these teams that come in that are ranked, that are really good, that want to give North Dakota their best shot, they'll pose some problems. But yep. good for UND to have to, again, refocus and get ready for another old WCHA rival this weekend here at the Ralph. No doubt. And, you know, it kind of, you know, heading back to Minnesota for half a second, you know, even though it's 60 minutes, 
it, it could, you know, that could, that, that could, you know, be a, a win that, that, that really helps, you know, yeah. later on in the year. Because I, my guess is both Mankato and Minnesota are going to find themselves in the top 10 all year. You would think so. Yeah, for sure. From what we saw and from what I think. those teams have, I would 100% agree with you. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I do want to touch on, before we move on to the next thing, you mentioned, again, some of the difficulties in-house. Because there were some, some elongated stoppages as the Orleans Arena crew had to fix some glass issues that were kind of going along. People maybe didn't realize, like... We bought all new glass. Like that wasn't like we just grabbed glass out of the storage room that hadn't been used in six years. Now, the Orleans <laughs> used to house an ECHL team six years six ago. years ago. They mm -hmm. hadn't had a hockey event in that facility since then. But steps have been put in place, you know, to test it out with UNLV's club team playing there and getting some opportunity to to make sure the ice was good. They brought in people from the Golden Knights to kind of check things out. So steps were certainly taken to make sure that things were going to smooth smoothly go off without a hitch and outside of again some some board issues that you just can't necessarily simulate yep. everything else really did pretty much go off without yeah a hitch. i mean i think that, you know and I, I haven't heard uh much about the ice uh, i i've heard nothing but really good things about that yeah I, you're right i mean you know what ends up happening a lot of times during you know live events like this <laughs> you it, you can't say, you, you can't replicate it. Yeah. I mean, so at the end of the day, you, you can kind of try to figure that piece out. But uh, like I said, I, I, there's not really a stone that went unturned with, with Jody. He he was yeah. on it from 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 jump, and uh, he did a marvelous job. And you know, it was the same for both teams, though, Alex. Well, exactly. You, you know, right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's not as if really one team was in a sense disadvantaged. Mm -hmm. I mean, may, maybe you're disadvantaged to some level, but eh, it's the same. Yeah. It really is. It's like playing in rain or something. Right. I, it's just it's the same for both teams. Yeah, North Dakota. I thought uh, talking with the guys after the fact, they sort of just treated it like a normal TV timeout you would That's get. That's right. And, and you know, the, and when you get into a national tournament, the breaks are a little bit longer because of that. Yep. And that's how they treated it. And and that's I'm sure Minnesota did the same. Used to that type of deal. That's so right. So not like. No. It was a big departure, and it gave the fans a chance to dance to the YMCA a little bit more. They did. They did, and, and they, that's what they did. <laughs> Give the fans, by the way, a ton of credit because they really did lift the atmosphere. And really, from the like you said, right before the game even started, the hotel, again, if you weren't there, the hotel, the Orleans Hotel, was connected to the arena. You sort of had to walk outside through the parking lot to get there. And the fan fest that had been set up was sort of in between. So you've got this parking lot full of UND fans with the football game on the big screen, people having a good time with food trucks, all this stuff. And the teams walked through that to get to the arena. And Bradbury mentioned this morning, seeing all that sea of green before they even got to the arena, he thought, lifted the guys even more. They've been around it all weekend, seeing guys in the hotel, wishing them good luck. But it just got elevated to the next level when you saw all of those people wearing UND jerseys in one space, fired up for this contest. It was just an unbelievable scene. It unbelievable. was. It was. It was fantastic. Some of the uh, images were just tremendous. So, uh, uh, kudos to all that went. And uh, you know, obviously, the the, the destination game type, uh, I guess, event. Uh, we're just going to say, I check it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's not going away anytime soon. So, looking forward to seeing re re release when that yeah. ever comes about for the official word. Absolutely. On what the next destination yep. is going to be. So. Yep. Hockey obviously playing a top five, five opponent this weekend. Football did as well. A really big game for them against number four Weber State. In the end, it didn't quite go North Dakota's way. But again, down to the wire, 35-30 against one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, you know, I, I give uh, hats off to Weber. Uh, they're, they're really good, really fast on defense, really yeah. fast. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they did a good job. And, you know, we hung in. We, we, we you know, we were taking uh, blows, and but we hung in. And, uh, you know, actually had the ball at the end, right, and yeah. to, to 
try to, uh, you know, make something happen. Obviously, we had a lo- you know, long way to go with no timeouts. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, everything's still in front of us, but uh, not much margin for error at this stage of the game. So uh, got to try to, you know, dust ourselves off a little bit and, and go to uh, Idaho and, and try to figure out how to win a game. And uh, if that happens and, you know, maybe happens the next couple of weeks, I still think it, we put ourselves certainly in a position. Uh, you know, historically, if you look at an 8-3 and three with uh, eight Division One wins, uh, you know, committees have uh, have favored those those teams for sure. Seven and four kind of puts you into the bubble mm-hmm. mode. So I, I think everything's out in front of us, but uh, you know I, I would suggest we probably need to uh, be one point better uh, the next three weeks. Yeah, it's a big stretch. Again, just, it's a big stretch. It's amazing to think just three weeks left in the regular season. Two of those are road games, of course, at Idaho, Portland State at home for Senior Day, and then back on the road to Northern Arizona. But games that you know UND I think knows they need to win. And should be able to get the job done. Tough, tough opposition. No question. But you got to think, hey, if, if we want to be a playoff team, we have to prove it now over these next That's three right. Weeks. Two out of three on the road, not going to be easy for sure. But uh, but I, I would suggest you're 100% right. I mean, I, I think they're going to go in thinking, you know, we, we've got to get this done. But uh, more to come. We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, but like I said, Weber's pretty darn good. Uh, but uh, we've got, again, a lot to play for for the next three weeks. Yeah, so exciting. Stay tuned again next couple of weeks. Like I said, Idaho coming up this weekend. A game to certainly be paying attention to. A good chance to go on the road. First time in a long time playing the Vandals out of the No doubt. So, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Big Sky. Well, football, obviously, tough tough defeat this weekend. Kind of a similar story for soccer. Like, had a great chance. Needed a result against South Dakota State or against South Dakota to make top four and make the Summit League tournament. And in both cases, it just, like it often does, Saki, you know, Saki, soccer. <laughs> we got in at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. We're still dealing with some of that. Soccer and hockey comes down sometimes to just moments, individual moments, one moment here or there, and that's the difference in the game. And that was the case for Chris Logan's crew, both on Friday against South Dakota State, a tough double overtime loss, and then again on Sunday against USD, a one nothing defeat. That was tough. I, you know, in, in, in Friday was tough because even at that point, you were saying, eh, you'll take a draw at this point yes, in time. Yes, you take the point. Right, mm-hmm. you take the point and go. And, uh, you know, credit credit South Dakota State. They got it done, uh, golden goal. And uh, and then we picked ourselves up and, and, and played a pretty darn good game. Uh, it just uh, We just didn't, you were on the wrong side of a one nothing uh, result. So all that to be said, still a lot to be proud of for the program. I think they, they made, you know, strides. Obviously, we lose a big senior class, but um, I think uh, Coach has got him going in the right direction. Yeah, certainly. Best season ever in the D1 era for, for North Dakota. Unbelievable, really, from start to finish. And again, like you said, at this time of year, against some tough opponents, against South Dakota State's the one seed and is the host for the Summit League tournament, and USD, a team that needed to win as well to try and make it in, and then results kind of went against them yep. in other games, so they didn't even make it either. But for UND to go into the Summit to finish sixth, to have the success that they did and to ju- I mean, be, be one game away, basically, for the second year in a row of making a conference tournament. Yeah, definitely. The building blocks more than laid for this program to be successful years and years and years ahead. It goes now. back, and it's a very, very cliche, but every match matters, right? Yeah, it does. And so it just, it's a, you know, it's a tricky one, but uh, but I know these, uh, you know, they'll they'll take the offseason and uh, get this program even to uh, a different level. Yeah, speaking of every match matters, volleyball, uh, just, just the one this past weekend, uh, a tough defeat. Three to one at Omaha, and again another an Omaha team that's only lost two games yep. all season in the Summit League. Yep, and uh, that was a close, another one it that was. was close, and I was at home, not, not, not against Omaha, excuse me, here at the Betty. Another close match that just doesn't go their way. Yeah, just a, a young outfit. Then we've said it over and over again, but just you know, the only way you're going to learn is by by doing, and yeah. uh, and so that we're in that in that mode a bit, and you know, we've got some big ones coming up uh, this week, and we've got to find a way to, uh, to 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 win one of these for sure, win win or two of these. How about that? So, uh, um, 
Um, but uh, a lot to still play for uh, for this program at this stage of the game. Yeah, volleyball right now, five and six in the Summit, but mm -hmm. three matches coming up this weekend conference. Two are at home, and then one is just down in Brookings. So South yep. Dakota State on Tuesday, Western Illinois on Thursday, and then Purdue Fort Wayne on Saturday. And then these are games that going into it, you would think South Dakota State, Western Illinois, both sort of at the bottom end of the standings, if they can get a couple of wins there. And then Purdue Fort Wayne's a good team again this year, kind of right where North Dakota is mm -hmm. right now, sort of in the middle stage. We talk about moving week sometimes on different sports. This is going to feel like moving week. If they can have some success, they're going to for sure cement their spot in the top six punch their ticket to Denver. If things don't go well, then it will get difficult over the last week of the regular no season. No question. I mean, the, the, the team's got uh, uh, to get a result or two here. And so uh, no doubt Coach Pryor will have them po uh, poised and ready to go. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, so great chance. Get out and support this team again at the Betty on Thursday and Saturday against Western Illinois and Purdue Fort Wayne. And then be watching on Tuesday from the road at Brookings. And then speaking of teams finishing up their season, cross country. Down yeah. down in Omaha this past week. couple of athletes on the women's side and the men's side making all Summit League. Good showing for them in their first ever trip into the Summit League Conference. Yeah, summit. I knew Coach Clay. Uh, I, I think it kind of ended in a sense of how he probably thought that where we were. Um, you know, you know that's one of those sports where you can kind of look at times and say mm -hmm. where you're going to finish. But uh, I know he was uh, um, you know excited about going down there and, uh, and competing in, in, in the Summit League Championship. So uh, congratulations to them. And and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll have to figure out uh, our cross-country coach moving forward at some stage yeah. of the game. So. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, the hope is still to get Dick in the chat one of these one of these weeks and just kind of recap yeah. his career and recap the season. And so again, finishing up 34 years now in the books. Yep. Um, and Dick finishing up again with the, a fourth place finish on the women's side, a tied for fifth uh, for the men, but a, a good season for yep. the for the, uh, the Harriers. Yes. For North Dakota. The Harriers. Yes, love it. <laughs> uh, so while cross country finishes their campaign, women's basketball starts theirs uh, just yesterday. Uh, crazy to think that that's we always joke about in the major sports. What do they call it? The sports equinox where it's like all the early, maybe that's not even the right terminology for it, but it's all the four major sports playing on the same day. This happened maybe a week ago or so. Similarly, kind of this weekend, you sort of had all pretty much every sport all taking place outside of the, the you know, softball and, yep. and track and field. But uh, women's basketball getting off in an exhibition action here at the Betty with a 50-point win over Bemidji State. Yep. They appear to be clicking early on, again, obviously against the D2 opponent. But Lexi Klebo with 17 points and 15 rebounds, not a bad way to start off your senior year. Met with uh, Coach Brewster this morning, just uh, my kind of normal monthly check-in with the, with the head coaches that, that do report to, to me. And, uh, yeah, he said it was, um, you know, she, she played – well, 24 minutes and uh, found a way for 17 and 15. And, I, you know, she's so good that at the end of the day, I, I think you can probably pencil her in for 15 and 10. Pretty and, much, then, yeah. and then at mm -hmm. that point, the, the question then becomes, you know, where does she go from there? Yeah. And so, uh, but, you know, knock on wood, I, I watched a bit yesterday and we, we looked, we look good. We look mm -hmm. good. So we've got another one here on Tuesday against yep. Crookston, mm -hmm. an exhibition, uh, exhibition game. And so, um, yeah, get, and then they, then they start, they go, yeah. I mean, holy cow, it's, it's hoop season. Yeah. And they will go, they will go on the road for the yes, entire month of November. So if you want to see this team in person and don't want to wait till December, Get out to the Betty on Tuesday to see this team if you didn't make it yesterday. So uh, we should mention, by the way, too, Lexi Glabo up for the Cheryl Miller Award, which is a new award representing, again, the top 20 yep. players in the nation at the D1 level at their position. 
and yep. she's one of those 20 finalists pretty for the cool that's very that's cool. that's a um, that's a very prestigious honor even though i i get it it's a preseason honor but there's a lot of respect based on what she's done during her career here and that's how you get on that list and yeah. so uh so knock on wood hopefully she'll just have a, a fantastic senior season yeah excited for lexi excited for coach brew and this team as they get things going the men again starting for real coming up in a week or so we'll talk more about that on our next pod but yeah basketball season unbelievable that's oh, already going here um, any other thoughts from a UND perspective, Bill? Anything we didn't touch on? No, just a lot of thank yous to everybody that made uh, Vegas possible. That really was a neat, neat experience. I, I guarantee you our, our fan base was excited about it. So, like I said, I think uh, once something gets pushed over the goal line here, we'll be able to talk about that uh, maybe futuristically. And maybe yeah. we can get Jody on at some point. That would be fun. Yeah, we just a, that guy, by the way, was out in Vegas on Monday. And I don't think – I mean, he didn't have a moment to himself – the no. entire week. I mean, just constantly working and talking and getting things set up. And he's flying back today, I believe, after, again, the weekend of sort of cleaning up things yesterday and making sure everything was good to go. But, yeah, they do a – Jody and, and um, Chad Hopman and just the whole team that came out there from the Ralph, just unbelievable. You just can't say enough about the experience that they gave fans. It was, awesome. like, it was like it was just – a home game in every sense. Very fortunate, that's for sure. 100%. Well, we have a, a kind of a truncated podcast this week. Bill's got a meeting here really quick that he's got to get to, but we would be, re we would be remiss if we didn't spend five good minutes just did not <laughs> glorying in as, good. as Dave makes a, good. makes a small face over on the side. Gloating's fine. It's uh, you know, I'm wearing I'm wearing a Kevin Euclid jersey from a few years back right now. This is it, it was just a a crazy Red Sox season that just just really couldn't have gone any better. I just, yeah. I just can't even it was yeah, unbelievable. It an was, unbelievable year. It was. It's certainly the best Red Sox team in my lifetime. Yeah. Now, I you can argue 04 because they broke, you know, the, the jinx, so to speak, or whatever you want to call it. And it took a special group of guys in 04 to make that happen. And I, I'll never, how should I say, not understand that. But this group just was deep. Yeah. I, I felt deep everywhere. Heart, you know. They're the best team in the in the in the grapefruit season. They were the best team in the regular season, and they're the best team in the playoffs. And to only lose three games and to beat a couple 100 win teams and a team that was in the World Series last year, I, there, there's no run to the World Series. They, they earned it. Yeah, they earned it. Now you can talk about the the call in Houston. You can talk about a lot of different things. But the bottom line is, you still got to get it done. Yeah, and they did. They did, and the best team won each. I think that's that's the thing I think to remember when if people do want to bring things like that up. This team won 108 games, and even if it called goes against them or if things switch up, whatever, I just have a ton of confidence that this team would have gotten the job done. Well, and, and, and things did go against them. If you talk about Friday night, you and I were we, we the joke was so we're in Vegas. It's Pacific time. The game starts at five o'clock out there, and in my mind, like this is great. I'm not gonna have to stay up late. I can get some sleep before a huge game on Saturday. Sox game's gonna be over by 8:30 at the latest. Nope. Obviously, that did not that did transpire not that way. Nope. But that could have derailed the season. An 18 inning game where you have to spend everybody, and but but these guys rebounded so well, and the way they handled that defeat was sort of could have felt like two losses. That's right. To come back and then win the next night in LA and then finish things off yesterday. I mean, just. Alex Cora was a guy this whole season who kind of went for the kill, like went, put all his chips on the table every game, tried to win every game, didn't think so much about tomorrow, scared us a lot, I think. Scared a lot. The playoffs, the playoffs have changed right before yeah. our very eyes. And yeah. I, and I want to say that I, I think it was Terry Francona a few years ago, mm -hmm. right with Andrew Miller. I mean, it, I mean, he 
crushed the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox didn't know. In baseball parlance, it's amazing. Like, yeah. it was like he was playing with – he was playing chess and we were playing Play checkers. checkers. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I mean, and we finally – Alex Gore is playing chess. Yeah. And so I mean, he might be playing advanced chess. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. But the reality of this is and, – and here's the other thing that, that is the truth. And, again, it's my truth, but it's the truth. You know, they didn't even have the race. No, they, 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 they didn't. didn't. They yeah. didn't. I mean, they, they didn't have the race. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have that guy. I mean, holy cow. Now, I do have a little bit of concerns as far as I, I feel for him because he has not really made it through an entire season. Sure. And, 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 and I think they're trying to manage that a little bit. Yeah. So Chris we'll Sale we're talking about here, yes. by the way. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, hey, he, I, I was excited that he was on the mound at the end of the game. I think that was yeah. cool. Yeah. And apparently he was a little vocal in the, uh, in the dugout, I guess, uh, the night before. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but uh, he, when they were down four nothing, he uh, he was getting after the hitters a little bit. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it, it did work because they there went nine. What nine six was the final in that game? Bill, yeah. we were, so we're at the game at the Orleans, of course, as this is going on, and, and Bill was our one of our intermission guests, and I had not been able to pay attention at all because yeah, the hockey you game had going, stuff going on. Had stuff going on, and uh, Bill's up there probably with about ten minutes left in the second period, and I look over at him, and he gives me like a he's giving me the numbers five four. We're up five to four, and it was great. That's how we experienced the Red Sox game four against the Dodgers inside the Orleans. But but it was awesome. It was awesome. The whole thing was just well. Fantastic. The one thing we do know. So so here I'll leave you. Here's, here's my Red Sox leave, leave behind. Is that we obviously have dominated the uh, early parts of centuries. Mm -hmm. So there's that right. One in '03, <laughs> one in '12, one in '15, one in '16, and one in '18. Yep. Mm -hmm. So then then we've done four times here. But I hope we don't stop at 18 again for our, I mean for you our know, we, have, we have this 18 thing going I am hoping <laughs> right. maybe they have they, they can oh. go back to 15 16 and go back to back there you go that would be nice so that's that that's at nice. least the thought process yeah well for our, our yeah for our children's sake sure, let's, yeah. let's hope that they don't have 86 years of misery ahead of them I don't think that's the case although, good young team although this generation if you were born let's just make it up born in 97 yeah let's just say this is like easy. You're real spoiled. It's just easy. Yeah. This is how you do it. This this Sox title was, I think, the 11th Boston Sports Championship, major sports championship from 2001, if you count Patriots, Bruins, yep. Celtics, and Sox. I mean, that's unbelievable. It is. Unbelievable. It is spoiled. So everybody just hate us. It's spoiled. We, totally spoiled. No one's listening anymore because no, they're all they're disgusted. Gone. But that's okay. It's... Hopefully we can be humbled in victory and just enjoy it. And that's uh, that's it. You know, I still got some nice congratulatory texts from friends. So I'm going to say people haven't quite got to the point yet with their that's right. really sick of us. But that's probably right. probably pretty close. Well, Bill. Hey, two quickies. Yes, please. Uh, two quickies. Uh, big one for Tottenham today. By the time this comes yeah. out, uh, hopefully we we can beat a Man City team, which would be helpful for you all. I'd be so, okay that. so that's okay. So we'll see what happens. I have no doubt <laughs> it's going to be probably four-one Man City. Before we started this it, pod, Bill's it was three-one when I started. Now it's four-one. Yeah, there you go. Bill's words were: "We're terrible. We're going to lose this game. No way. No way." He's trying to reverse we, jinx. We, it, no, we so have we'll no see. shot. We ah. have no shot. We have no shot. Even though Delhi's back, we have no shot. And then uh, the. The very, very last thing, we probably should have started with it, but we'll end with it. Got some news last week that Amanda and Jason Hajdu are yes. going to move on. And yeah. you know what? Uh, after 40 years, close to combined, what they've done uh, you know, here at UND yes. has been special and remarkable. It really has. It really, it's, it's bittersweet, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, people do, I, you know, I, I kind of chuckle with our staff to some degree. People kind of... Do you, do you have a moment? And they come rolling into my office and shut the door. And I'm like, okay, here yep, we go. Here we What's coming on? Mm -hmm. And uh, But, you know, for for 
for Amanda to have an opportunity that, that, that she can have down in Kansas City, be closer to her yeah. family. Uh, and then Jason, I'm excited for him too. He's, uh, for a lot of years, he's been sitting here in Grand Forks and, uh, you know, it's going to give him uh, maybe a little uncomfortable, but that's a, uncomfortable is not the worst at times. Yeah, no. No, great chance for him to spend more time with his family. A lot, lot, lot less crazy weekends. All those, all those types of things. I know he's going to be really, really missed, as will Amanda as well. I know that was. We'll talk a lot more about this. Probably, we will. Hopefully with him. I know Jason has his own podcast, but but that's that maybe should happen as well before they head out. Yeah, um, I mean, if we could if we could get both of them on, or at least if Jason does his pod. I mean, David David's the producer. He'll figure it out. But we'll at least get him. <laughs> we'll at least get Amanda on. I think that for be sure. Nice. You know, sure. maybe we can get Amanda on, then Jason can do his thing on on sit down and cheer. I agree. Perfect. Well, good stuff there, Bill, David, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go this week. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week.